Hello, and welcome to the Story Points Podcast. My name is Roger King. Wait, no, that's me. And I'm Joe Misery. Just kidding. My name is George Marcantonis. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back to the Story Points Podcast. This week, we're going to be discussing a major technical topic in the world of programming. We just scratched the surface, but we're going to be discussing a term called API. We discuss how we understand APIs, some lessons we learned along the way, and try to break it down to its simplest form. We hope you enjoyed, and please do not forget to subscribe to us. We're on all major streaming platforms, and please, we want to hear from you, so send us an email about any questions or topics you want us to discuss at storypointsdev at gmail.com. Thank you, and enjoy. So earlier this week, my brother-in-law texted me. He's in school. He's in college for computer engineering. I believe he goes to the same school as you, Joe. RIT, let's go. Go Tigers. <laughs> Woot. <laughs> uh, but he texted me earlier this week about his co-op interview and how they're asking him to access some API. And I was just like, how do you not know what an API is? He just kept asking me questions about what an API was, how do you build one, and all these different things. Wait, side note. Is uh, is a co-op? Like, I think a co-op is like an apartment. Is that what you call, like, the internship? <laughs> yeah. Well, so, oh, okay. like, I think, I don't know if this is an actual difference, but for co-ops, it's paid, and you have to, it's like a full-time position. I don't know if an okay. internship. So it's like a paid oh, internship. Yeah, basically. Okay. I don't know if, if like, because internships can be paid. I don't know if that's, like, the actual distinction there. Yeah, and when you go to a technical, like a heavily technical school, yeah, they'll require it for you to graduate. So you have to do okay. co-ops. Yeah. So like RIT they call requires it a, co- a full oh, year's okay. worth of co-op experience as well, part of your got degree. It. Got full it. year's worth meaning like college full year? No, like calendar years. Un like oh. 12 months. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. But so, yeah, go ahead. So I hope you... you Sent him a direct link to episode two about uh, interviews oh, and uh, nice. what to expect. Oh, I did. I said, <laughs> did you go. listen to my podcast? And he goes, where can I listen to it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks, man. Before I, answer, <laughs> before I answer any questions, support the podcast. Yeah. Listen to every episode. Always plug your podcast. <laughs> Always be plugging. So what exactly, what was, what was his question plugging? to go back? Uh, he He's going through his interview process right now, and they gave him a take-home. And part of his take-home was to access an API. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, do you know what an API is? And he goes, no. I hope he said no, because I don't, <laughs> and I would like to. Yeah. Um, so the basics, maybe we should just look up what an API is to give you a definition instead Text of our own. Definition. Yeah. Before we muddle, hit me with it. Yeah, exactly. Before we try to explain hit, it on our own, hit me with do you the Webster. Read this? <laughs> sure. All right, and this is from HubSpot.com. Shout out HubSpot. <laughs> <laughs> APIs, short for Application Programming Interfaces, are software-to-software interfaces, meaning they allow different applications to talk to each other and exchange information or functionality. This allows businesses to access other businesses' data, piece of code, software or services in order to extend the functionality of their own products, all while saving time and money. Greg, what does that mean? That was beautiful. Sounds like, (laughs) my first comment was like, that sounds like the internet. (laughs) My second thing is that sounds like 
not something super complicated. I kind of mm. understood that description. So my question would be, is that not something you would typically learn in school? I mean, for me, no. But I'm also in like the same boat as as Julian, I guess, because we went to the same school. But isn't that like program. a yeah? Shouldn't that program. be a a standard? Like Roger, did you touch on that at all in school? No. So I went to school for computer science. If you remember episode one, which I don't. <laughs> George didn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> he was also black. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, I went to school for computer science, and we were pretty much just taught like foundations of programming, not necessarily like day to day kind of what we mm. do right now. Right. So pretty much, this is API is something that you deal with consistently. Uh, yeah, like when when you started working. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like whether right, we this knew allows it or not, businesses yes. to access other businesses' data. Yeah, right? so yeah. like right. anytime you read. <laughs> no, but I'm just like <laughs> know, pointing out that it's like anytime you're talking to another company's, like you need their data. You're yeah, talking through yeah. your APIs, talking to their. APIs. If if you're working for a software company, chances are yes, you are interacting with APIs Got every it. day. Yeah, and like same thing at Compass when George and I worked on the internal teams, the biggest focus was each team has to have an API for other teams to consume. So at the end of the day, you build a big platform mm -hmm. and the entire platform or software is just interacting with other APIs within its kind mm -hmm. of ecosystem. Right, yeah. All of your tools are just there waiting for another tool to talk to it. Oh, okay. So do we want to go into uh, more in-depth into APIs, or are we going to talk about, like... Well, I didn't tell you what happened to brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, we got to get yeah. back to the like, original that's, story. That's the juicy part. That's the oh, D. Yeah. No respect. <laughs> no one cares about what an API is. <laughs> I thought he, he was... You just said, like, he shit out of luck, and that's it. Yeah. Well, you, you failed spoiler your... Spoiler alert. <laughs> or you said, wait, wow. we're going to record an episode, listen to the episode, and then you're good. Come back in two weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My interview is Friday. Well, we record Sunday, okay? So Yeah, tell yeah. them to, you know, shout out storyboards. <laughs> well, yes, maybe. we just shouted out our own podcast on our podcast. <laughs> well done, boys. Nice. Well done. Uh, no, but he, so he did the best he could. He Googled the best he can. Um, they actually asked him to access a database. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. If, did you take any database classes in school, John? I didn't. I know that was like one of the two classes I had to take was like SQL and databases. I honestly, I wish I did because like I'm still at the point where I'm like, I need to learn more about databases now. I Me too, Joe. <laughs> Me too. I'll run into some problem like, oh, I learned that in school when I look it up and I'm like, oh, now it makes sense in my head because I'm yeah, but when older you're learning and smarter. It, you don't even know what you're reading. <laughs> yeah. But so he, he had to learn kind of on the fly, right? He Googled what is an API, how do I access it, all the different methods of accessing it. Um, in his case, he had to just make what we call an HTTP call, which is for you listening and Greg, it's really just, you know, um, let's say your browser hits Instagram.com. It's really just saying, hey, Instagram, give me the web page to load. So it's doing some kind of a request out. Um, so he had to figure out how to do that through code and also how to connect to a database. Uh, so like before, I said he did not pass the test, but <laughs> but they did 
reach out to him again saying, hey, you know, he did well enough to scramble to figure out figure yes. it out that they asked him to do it again. So hopefully we get this episode out in time for yeah, him to listen to it. listen to the episode and then do the, the uh, testing. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I assume if it's not taught at a school like RIT that it's not taught in most curriculum. So I feel like companies would know that, right? And And just the test would almost be more of a let's see – how resourceful work. he can yeah, be and just yeah. kind of see if he can figure things out. And on that's his own. kind of like a lot of like calling back the curiosity, to our, like you've talked about yes, before. Yeah. Calling back to our interviewing problem. It's like, how curious are you and how kind of scrappy are you to figure out the problem? Mm-hmm. But to argue like his side of things, if he's doing computer engineering, you're not really learning that sort of stuff as part of your programming because it's it, like you're learning more lower level stuff like chip level yeah. i mean you're still working with apis you don't know that you're building apis in school because they don't tell you that but like you're not working with web requests and like HTTP i mean requests. So, to to argue sorry greg to argue that i took a few web development classes in my program they didn't tell us that we were making api requests <laughs> or well, yeah, http okay. requests right like the <laughs> basics of a browser they're not yeah. telling me that they're just yeah. like build this thing and you just Okay, and that's it. <laughs> well, so my argument there is that it's just like you're not building browser levels, yeah, uh, stuff as part of the program. So mm-hmm. I can understand why he was like, I have no idea what this stuff is. Yeah, but definitely. I also, think both of us understand. Like we pretty much empathize with him, right? Yeah, like, it's no. like yeah. That's I remember the first time they asked me. <laughs> but also, like when you're going for a lot of these co-ops, it's very hard to find ones that are dedicated to computer engineering. So you find one that's more software engineering side of things. And it's like, Oh, they're looking for a web developer or, you know, front end engineer, full stack, whatever, who's going to be making HTTP requests as opposed to stuff you learn every day. Yeah. Do you think that is something that should have been that you wish like you learned, or do you think it wasn't like in hindsight, you know, you kind of picked it up on the fly. It's really not something you needed to spend a lot of time on anyway. I, I mean, it's do you hard. mind if I... Yeah, go ahead. So that just brings up, right? I, I Before when Joe and I met up, like I ranted to him about this TikTok that I saw, right? <laughs> and this guy on TikTok, I honestly don't know his name, so I can't say it. Uh, I I comment- if you want to say <laughs> it. Shout anyway. out to TikTok. <laughs> I, I commented on... So his video, he was pretty much just saying, if you have an opportunity to go to get your computer science degree, you should do that instead of going to a boot camp. Very straightforward. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I was like, yeah, of course. That that makes sense, right? Like, yeah. you need to have those foundational kind of the foundations, right, of programming uh, versus the kind of what we do day to day because you need to be able to click the two. Right. And I commented on his video just saying, yeah, I agree with you, but I think schools need to do a little better in teaching you both sides of the spectrum, the foundations plus what you learn in coding boot camps. Because coding boot camps are great. They get you up and going. You can build an app quickly. But can you ask them those algorithmic questions that a computer science student would know? They might not be able to answer it. And then the same goes on the other side. Can you ask a computer science student to build me a web app, a full stack web app? Right. So probably not. He replies back with a video reply because that's what TikTok does, being like, no, you need to do better in if you went to school for computer science, you should do your own research, which I agree, but they're not there to teach you software engineering. I get the argument, but 
to kind of defend computer science and schools, they just need to do a better job of clicking the two. Yeah. yeah Joe kind of touched more, on like, it. Yeah. Real world almost. But Joe touched on it, right? He's building interfaces for computer engineering. And little did he know he was actually building an API. Like yeah. we just didn't know yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, all of the stuff like in my program, right? You're writing the software for a chip and you were talking to like, you were waiting for inputs from a switch or some other input, which is basically you're building an API, right? Like if you have a switch and it flips on or off, you're waiting for a signal from something else to decide what you want to do. So that's kind of the very low level API that you're building where to go back to your question, Greg, as part of our program, like it's a much different kind of, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's it's kind of like coding boot camps will teach you practice, how to do the job, but school will teach you theory why you do it this way. So without Yeah. At so least you for kind me, of yeah. want school to give you a little practice of like this is what it's called day to day, this is how you interact with things and So let me yeah. let me see if I can relate this like to the business side of of of, of stuff. Like so well, for example wait. Before yeah. we do that, so if you guys didn't guess, today's episode is going to be <laughs> oh, yeah. us talking a little more technical about what is an API. And the reason why we wanted to talk about what an API is, is because we felt that we talked a lot about the cultural side of a tech company. And I think it's time for us to kind of prove that we actually know what we're talking about and we're actual software engineers, except for Joe. But with that being said, welcome oh, to the shit. Story Points Podcast. My name is Roger King. I am founding engineer at Balanced. And I am Joe Masseri, not senior software engineer at SeatGeek. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I am Joe Masseri, and I am hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm George Marcantonis, front-end engineer at Capsule. And I'm Greg Mead, and I am not tech-savvy at all. Yes, <laughs> nice. Greg is joining us again. He will be a reoccurring Oot. member of the show. Because we thought he can be a great voice for all of you listening and be able to ask us the questions that we don't think of. Anyway, Greg, take it away with your business. So I'm, I'm gonna, no, no, I'm going to put that on hold. <laughs> I'm going to put that on hold for a second. I want to follow up. Would you guys be, if you were in, in your brother-in-law situation with that, they say, okay, you did a good enough job. We want you to try again. Would you feel good about that? Or would you, do you think there'd be like more pressure, more nervous? I think I know the answer. Like, I feel like me, I would probably feel even more pressure. So I don't know. Are you getting more texts? I mean, any, (laughs) I was (laughs) sorry, George, go ahead. No, for me, any response is good. Anything that doesn't say no. I'm like, yes, let's go. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, it's the initial, like, yes. All right. I have a second chance, but then there's, you know, the adrenaline calms down. You're like, not to compare it directly, but it's, it's like dating. Like if the girl's like, Oh, I'll give you a second chance. You're like, I don't care. I have a second chance. That's that's all that every, matters. Let's go. Every text reply he got, this is my second <laughs> yep. chance. There you go. Yeah. No, that's fair. No, so the point I was going to try to make before is when I was in school, I was in, a, in school for accounting, but I feel like for most anything like finance related, this may be similar. You learn a lot about like the fundamentals of it, but then you go to the real world and like everything yeah. you're doing is is in Excel. And I only had maybe one class that really taught me the ins and outs of Excel. And I remember for my first job, I 
just took a bunch. I just watched a bunch of YouTube videos to learn as much as I can about Excel, just so I could add that stuff to my resume. So do you think this is something similar where it's like, it's something that you can just learn on your own. It's not necessarily something that school should be pushing. Or do you think like if, if schools even found a way, like you said, you were doing it and you didn't even know if they were just kind of like, Hey, this is an API. Like the first time it came up in a job scenario, you wouldn't have been like, I guess, so confused or stressed or anything like that. Yeah. Like for me, the teachers don't have to break down what an API is, right? Like they just literally have to make it memorable enough for me to be like, Oh, exactly how we're going to do it in this episode. Right. <laughs> like they just need to make it memorable enough to like stick in my brain. Like I need to look this up after class and I'm not talking about make a full semester's worth. It's just yeah. like, this is the building block of everything you do in your job after college. So if, to the TikToker's point of computer scientists is there to prep you, to get you to your job, they failed mm -hmm. me because they didn't make me aware of a building block, yeah. right? Like that's the argument that I'm trying to make. Even if it's as simple as like, Joe, the thing you just built, that is an API. And you'd be like, wow. Like I'm sure that would have stuck in your head if like they told you to build it and then they reviewed it and like that's an API. So yeah. is it not something you'd get in a boot camp either? You would. In you a boot camp, I think you get yeah. a lot of it. You get a lot, you get okay. a lot of it, yeah. yeah. Because boot camps are geared more towards real world. Right, mm -hmm. got it. This is what yeah. you're going to need to know in six months when you're on the job. Okay. So I guess the next question that I would have is, when was the first time you guys, when, when was the first time you heard API? Did you panic? Did you know what it was already because you had done your own <laughs> like research? Or like, what I was want your Joe first? to answer. The nervous laugh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Was I the first one that said it to you or probably because in the job before that, I don't think I ever really worked with APIs. At yeah. All. I, I vaguely remember me just being like, Hey, go to postman and just make the API request. And you're like, <laughs> make the API request. Yeah, what does that, like, does okay. that mean? Like, am I supposed to know what this is? <laughs> and I was like, make the get request. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That doesn't help either. <laughs> yeah. No, we were at Zillion, right? And I don't even remember what we were trying to interact with, but we were trying to get some data from some system. And it was just like, oh, just hit the API. And uh, who was it who was just like, just hit the API? Was that you? I'm pretty sure it was me. Yeah. Because I was this trying guy to was teach just you yelling at me, something. just hit the API with Postman, obviously. <laughs> That's how someone like, yelled at me. <laughs> yeah, okay. But like, <laughs> did it help you? Hey, it's not your turn yet. <laughs> My bad. No, but I, like, I think, I mean, you. I guess walked me through that whole scenario. But then after, like once you get a little taste of like, okay, now I know how to make the request. It kind of opens the doors of what other APIs can I talk to and what else can I do? Yeah. So um, for me, it was I th honestly my first programming job as like a web developer. Um, they same thing. They just said, hey, make the API request, get the data <laughs> that you need to display on the website. And I just remember every time someone would say something at that job, I had a, a legal notepad and I would just write on each line a new word I'd had to look up. And I'd be like, okay, go back to my desk. I would literally turn my chair around. They can see my monitor. Nobody, and I'm in Google. Nobody look at like, what I'm Googling right what now. What is an API? And I would... Hit enter and there it was. American <laughs> Petroleum Figured Institute founded March 1919. 
How does this relate to my How does this relate to my job? But I would do that for almost everything in my first job. Just anything I didn't know. I I remember texting it to you. To That's you, actually Joe. honestly really good advice though. Is just like have a notebook and write down everything. Yeah, it's like, like when you're reading a book thing. and you. Well, not that I read, but <laughs> <laughs> if you did, like you highlight the words that you you don't know what they mean, and then you just go back, just go hit back up later. a dictionary. There's a feature in your phone where if you tap and hold and it highlights, you can do look up. I just said I don't read. <laughs> That's why I react here. to all your yeah. texts with the thumbs up and exclamation <laughs> That explains. I just get hey, the vibe of Shelby's it. Shelby's really sick. Thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs down. Thumbs down, of course. <laughs> get read. Mm, question yeah. mark? Mm. Uh, but yeah, I would just look up everything and I would just, uh, that's kind of how I learned what an API was. And then eventually I kind of connected the dots of like, oh, these are different things of an API. My turn. At you, George. Uh, so <laughs> coming from the application support side of things, um, I always heard people mention API requests, something's wrong with the API request or something's messing up, you know, when the browser is making an API request. And I kind of learned little by little, like if you're in Chrome, open the inspect element, go to the network tab, reload the page, look at what pops up, look for the one that turns red because that's the one that has an error and that's an API request that went wrong. So like you click on that, you try to get as much information as possible and then you make a ticket and log it so like an engineer can look at it. Um, I guess little by little then I had to, I just heard it more and more and I think, um, Roger knows the story. Like at some point I, I think I really had to understand it once I had to start building my own. Yeah. I think that's the big thing. Right? And yeah. that's when once it's like, you start building. Oh, okay. Then you, everything kind of clicks. Once yes. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I have to build this API that something else is going to talk to. Mm -hmm. So if I could try to see if I understand it, like I'm a five-year-old, you're like building a messenger and then you're saying, hey, go get this from the store. Like, like you have a kid and you say, hey, go get this from the store. Yeah, you send the kid out like, and they bring it back for you. Request. Like yeah. the kid is the API or the API request or the request is what he's going to get. Well, you're sending a request, right? Right. And then your your kid is like the little guy who's... I got it. I have the analogy ready. An API request is like, having is like playing a video game and having people with you and a command you can give to them is like an API request. So you could say like, go find medicine and like that the computer will then search the town, whatever. Um, but an API request <laughs> is just something that you hit. It does something in the background. You don't care. You just care. Never what mind. you tell it and what it gives you back. Got so it. like, it's a very, it's like a black box. You yeah. don't care what happens on the inside. It's just, you can hit it. And so in my last job, when I'm running a query to get a bunch of data to figure out how to fill out these returns, yeah. I'm, I'm essentially using an API. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Every because. time you like refresh Excel, right. To get the spreadsheet, all that data is an API request that your browser is making. Wow. Also, everyday life yeah mm -hmm. well yeah actually yeah. but also like 
when your kid comes up and is like, hey, dad, can I do this thing? And you're like, go ask your mother. Your mother is the API. And he comes back. He's like, mom said Ooh. yes. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And then you let them have the cookie. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, we talked a bit about, like, how we found out about APIs. Do we want to get into, we said HTTP a lot. Yeah. I feel like we should touch on that and maybe the different APIs. You touched on it a little bit, Joe. I did? Oh, yeah, I guess I did. You Guy doesn't remember. Well, I mean, I think a good one, which like we kind of discussed the other day, but a real world example of like an API that you would probably interact with every day that's different from an HTTP API, if you want to go that route, yeah, would be like a USB port on your computer, right? Like anytime you plug something in, your USB port hmm. is the API that your computer is taught is using to communicate with your mouse or your keyboard or whatever, right? So you're you're scrolling, your mouse is sending a request to the USB port, the USB port is saying, hey, I got this thing, and now we're gonna move this page down, kind of thing. So, like, it, it doesn't have to be a web request, right? Like, anything that you use to interact with something else is basically... Yeah, and that's the point there. The main important thing is application interface, right? It's yeah, the interface, it's the interface that, that you're that making. You, yeah, yeah. That you're using to interact with something else. So, not to open Pandora's box, oh boy. but... Could you say that when you turn on your computer and Windows boots up, that is your API? I was about to say, like, API yeah. seems like... The start menu like breathing. is the API. Yeah, for file terms of yeah. everything. It, it pretty much yeah. is, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's you Anytime you open a folder on your desktop, that's an API being sent. So, so that, a little more up to the software level, but yeah. yeah. Like, turning on your computer, you're interacting with the Windows API. Turning on Chrome you're interacting with the Chrome API. Going to google.com, you interact with the Google API. So it's like different levels of, I guess, APIs. Yeah. That's cool. No, to like- To confuse you even more. <laughs> it's interesting that I've never heard of that, but I guess yeah. when I think about it, like there's no reason for me to actually know that. But it is. it, yeah. it, it does make it so much interesting to realize yeah, that almost- that Every That's tech clicked, piece of everything you touch, yeah. and now you're gonna be like, oh, yeah. what's the API? API, API, API. <laughs> yeah. But I guess the main focus, anytime, most of the time, someone mentions API is web focus. Yeah, which brings right. us to the yeah. HTTP so, like, requests. What, what are those different types then? I can't wait for my. Do I get to use the analogy? Yeah. You, you said Instagram earlier. That's yeah. cheating. Yeah, go, go for it. Okay, whatever. Um, Instagram is the best analogy, I think, because. It's like the most straightforward. Um, so an HTTP request is just, it's like interacting with an API over the internet. And you have different methods of communicating with it. Um, the main four are get, put, post, delete. So to relate that to Instagram, when you open Instagram, you get information. Same thing like when you go to google.com, you're accessing some API and it's returning the HTML that renders the Google search box. Um, when you post something new on Instagram, you're hitting an API and you're making a post request. Posts are normally for something new. Uh, anytime you like a picture, you comment, you edit something that's already there, that's a put because you're 
a put is kind of like a post for something that already exists. You're just editing something. What's that called? What? We're updating something. Yeah. So We're put is an something. update. Oh, yes. You're updating. Yep. Um, and then delete is the easy one. I'm not going to go into that. Can't spell update without put. Say the, say the word, Joe. Say it. Crud? <laughs> and what oh, yes. George explained is what we call a crud action. Piece of crud. <laughs> Piece of crud. Create, read, update, and delete. Yeah. <laughs> but where does that happen, guys? Why are you looking I'm at not, me? I'm not following <laughs> what you're talking about. I'm not following at yeah. all. So the <laughs> browser the browser will make a get request. Oh, I thought we were trying to segue into a new topic. <laughs> oh. Um, the browser will make a get request. You mentioned CRUD. What happens like on the CRUD side? Like, Where does that come into play? I'm looking at the, the non-front end. Non-specific. We're looking at the guys who mentioned crud and started laughing about it. The crud guys. It's just a funny word. (laughs) It is. It's like like saying it. That's it. It's like uh, Ah, crud. Yeah, that's like. I was about to say it's like a kid who can't curse. So like that's one of the words. Like you can't even say crap. So you're like ah crud. Do you want me to explain? I don't know what. I honestly, I got distracted by Shelby. All right. So Shelby's a dog. In your browser, you do a get put post delete. But once that hits an API, that oh. black box that we were talking about, that does a CRUD action. Hey, you're a pretty good teacher. Normally on a database, something that stores the information. So when you open Instagram, let's say you're using Chrome, Chrome does a get request to Instagram. Instagram servers then does a read, which is the R in CRUD, and that accesses whatever information in the database your spits user everything profile, back. Yeah. People you follow. Yeah, and yeah. not people to like talking. not to make it to kind of like peel the onion or open Pandora's box like you yeah. were saying, yeah. uh to just touch on it the way that most applications kind of know who you are is through something called cookies, right? I don't know if mm-hmm. you've ever seen it. Yeah, 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 you yeah. have to like clear cookies. Yeah. I you tell everyone at work every time. <laughs> I tell people at work like, "Oh, the app's not working. Clear your cookies." And then yeah. It works every time, conveniently. Um, but there's also things called caching. So using mm-hmm. usually your application, whether it's your browser or your mobile device, it's doing some kind of caching, kind of storing little bits of information about you and what your last session was doing, and then taking cookies. And then that sends it to the back end or the black box that George was talking about. And then that's how it knows, this is Greg, and this is what he last viewed. Um, but yeah, every... Uh, type of HTTP request can match up to a CRUD action. So get is read, put is update, post is create, and delete is delete. Yeah. So it's it's just handy to mention just so that you know, like, if you're an engineer building the API, you're thinking of both, like, okay, this is a get, what and am I going to do? Possible gonna... actions you're going to yes. take. Yes, there are others, but those, those are, the... are like the main four. Yeah, there are mm-hmm. others, but majority of the time, those are the ones that we're building. Yeah. Regardless if it's like um, you're creating a comment, right? I make a comment on your Instagram post, Greg, 
right? And being like, wow, you killed it, nine to five. It's like, I'm adding a comment nine nine to, five five. to your post, and that's a post request. And that's just creating a comment on your post. Got it. Okay. So for the for the very basic um, like uh, description, I think you guys nailed it. Like I sincerely mean that I actually understood everything you guys were just saying <laughs> without having any prior knowledge, other than just knowing that we were talking about something called API today. So mm-hmm. good job. Nice. Keep it up. Mission accomplished. Nice. Can I build an app now? <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert! Yeah, First, you have to uh, make your APIs. <laughs> Can you solve Julian's take home? Yeah, tell him send me that test. I uh, I have a Chegg account, so I can figure it out. <laughs> Shout out to Chegg, getting me through college. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second to realize what you said. I was like, checking yeah, account? Chegg. Yeah, uh, Chegg, Chegg. Who are you paying right now? <laughs> Whoever wants it. Okay. So do we have any uh, horror stories about creating an API? Um, whether it was like first learning it, things you learned on the way, things people made fun of you for. Yeah, there was this one time I made a <laughs> a post request, a get request, and I didn't know. Oh boy, it <laughs> sounds like it's a bad time. Yeah. yeah. Trying to get information or just changing stuff on the fly? Oh, no, I would just send the get request, and then I would just send in, like, the parameters, the... A post. A post, like, the body <laughs> that you would have to send. Oh. Nice. So, um, and I mean, to the reasons why that's important is because sometimes on those black boxes or those back-end servers, you're actually... Uh, some servers will actually kind of block you from making requests, right, depending mm-hmm. on where you're coming from. So as the requester, you are you the the server can actually block you, saying, "Hey, you're not allowed to make a post request for anyone trying to hack." Yeah. <laughs> no, so so that was a mistake. So like, what yes. are what are some other common mistakes that you would to like? I guess uh, for your brother-in-law, right? Yeah. What are some common mistakes that you guys experienced or have seen that you would uh, tell someone to look out for or to try to avoid? That they could easily avoid. Uh, one thing is returning the right status code. So, like, when you hit an API, you get, like, some piece of information back. In that information, you get, like, a status code. So, you might have seen 500 error somewhere. 404. 404, 400. Like, those are just different error types that you might encounter. So if you hit something like google.com, you'll get a 200. 200 is okay. Um, But sometimes... 200 is like a success. 200 or 204. So sometimes you might run into an issue and you'll see like 404 not found, 400, 500. 403 access denied. Yeah. So um, error codes are definitely one thing. Like if you're building your own API, like, you have to keep that in mind, like, oh, I should send this code if this happens, and if it, you know, if you you pretty much have to take in like all situations into account and be ready to respond to each of those. Yeah, because that's like not talking about a web a web browser now, like an application that you interact with. Other 
servers or services would actually interact with your uh, your API. They would make those HTTP requests right. for you or for them. And then that's how they depend on what to do. So like if it gets a 500 error, then it knows like, oh crap, something's not working. Or in a different case, there's something that we call like health checks yeah. on our servers. So we'll have some service out here, uh, a vendor, let's say like Datadog. Shout out Datadog. <laughs> um, they will actually be doing health checks on top of our servers. And the way they do that is they make a simple get request. If it returns 200, to, 404, or 500, then uh, it's like, hey, this is the health of your server. Yeah, and you'll have right. like a dedicated health endpoint that it'll hit and just say like, hey, we're good, we're good, we're yeah. good. And then if something happens, we're bad. Right, without you having to constantly be right. checking right. it. Checking yeah, right. it, okay. Yeah. Um, another one that I know, Georgia, you kept going to me about is something <laughs> called cores problems. Um, you want to explain that one? Or cool as the read? Rockies? I don't <laughs> think I still cores? understand. Do you so, want to okay. read the definition I have on the screen? No, I'm going to give Shout my own. Course. I'm going to give my own. <laughs> I feel like you should read the definition. Okay, fine. First. Uh, <laughs> the banquet of beers. <laughs> Cross-origin resource sharing is an HTTP header-based mechanism that allows a server to indicate any origins, domain, scheme, or port other than its own from which a browser should permit loading resources. You got 2020 vision? Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> what that means is it's some type of security so that when you go to, let's say, not YouTube, let's say you hit the wrong button and you go to another site, that doesn't load YouTube.com directly and instead of you signing in there, it steals your information. So it's like, a way to make sure that if you go to chase.com, you're actually going to chase.com mm -hmm. and not another site trying to load yeah. chase.com. I see, I see confusing, confusing <laughs> looks. All right, you guys go. <laughs> Give it. All I want to say is I remember my first time dealing with a cores error. It was the worst experience ever. Yeah. Not for Let's me, though. Not <laughs> no. for me. Oh. <laughs> was it for, for me? Roger. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were at Zillion. I don't know if you remember this. Remember the app Butler that we were trying to build as like the guy, like the interface that yes, we go yes, to? Yes, yes, We were, there was a deadline. I had a meeting at like four o'clock to show this thing off. And <laughs> at 3.30 or whatever it was, we started getting cores errors in the app. And I had no idea what was going on. You were like, it's a cores error. It's a cores error. And I was like, okay. I mean, what does this Let's mean? crack open some cores. <laughs> and I was just like, I have no idea what's going on. And I like tried to Google it. I didn't know. And you were just like trying to figure it out like anxiously in 30 minutes before the meeting. And I was just like, I feel well, like I've done that a lot for both of yeah. you at Zillion. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was your app, but it was like, you know, whoa. Hey, hey. I'm just saying. My, my code's flawless. Okay. Corsairs though. <laughs> um, so a good way to describe cores errors, it's kind of similar to what George is saying. It's a security. It's a security tool where if I'm trying to spoof, to kind of go off his example, um, not YouTube, and let's say I build an app called YouTube with two E's, and I'm trying to display and mock YouTube, YouTube's backend servers will deny me because 
I am causing a cores error, mm. meaning I am not the correct domain that is allowed to make this request. Kind okay. of at the end of the day, um, that's kind of what it is. Not to get too heavily technical into what cores is, but that's kind of what it does. It just kind of prevents other domains, right? When you go to youtube.com, that is a domain. It prevents other domains to be able to make those requests. Non-YouTube requests. Right. I think that's the yeah. best way to describe it. Yeah. And in our case at Zillion, half the time it's because we make some kind of security update, right? Or yeah. I still have no idea what Yeah, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> you could have just said, yeah, that was right. It's... It made me seem smart right now. <laughs> For you me, fix it eventually. It's, so it's pretty fine. common to like run into an issue like that if you're dealing with hitting some API and then displaying using that information because you're kind of like you're acting as a middleman. So because of that, you're more likely to deal with that because that's the site security saying like, are you who you say you are? Like, why are you requesting this? Are you the end user or are you trying to like screw someone over? Now, is that like a service provided or is that like programmers in that company are creating these cores? Like um, uh, to kind of, I can't, I honestly cannot explain the nitty gritty of cores. Yeah. But most of the time for us software engineers, it's we're building, we're using a programming language like JavaScript okay. or Java and they have a framework that kind of supplies it's already that. yeah they supply an api for us to call and we just tell it what domains are okay and then that's it yeah <laughs> got it that's the best so what do you guys thing. even do no i'm just kidding we just call <laughs> api <laughs> we put it all together yeah, i'm kidding i'm kidding but that's a good point actually um a lot of times startups like balance we don't build things from scratch you know it's the classic problem at companies where it's like build versus buy and we're, typically we're mm. buying APIs or using open source APIs that will allow us to do what we need to do so we can focus on our core business of mm -hmm. displaying fitness content, right? Or selling tickets or I don't know. Drugs? What the, what the drugs. Hell? Yeah, drugs. drugs. Yeah, shipping drugs around. Drugs. That problem's been solved for Pharmaceuticals. a while. Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> Pharmaceutical <laughs> drugs. Yes. Anyway, George, you want to take it away? With? Your horror story. Oh, yeah. Um, you always forget. Every time we tell so... our stories and you forget. <laughs> He's trying to forget. We won't let him. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's the real reason. Um, so one thing that I learned as I had to build an API was you can have things named the same. So, for example, I was building a chat bot and... Just as an example, not specific whatsoever. Um, when you're using this chatbot, you could do a get to get messages. But you could change that get into a post. And when you post to that same address, that same URL, instead you create something. So I was there naming things like Voldemort message <laughs> slash get message slash post and um my manager at the time uh also delicately <laughs> explained to me that you could name it all the same so it could just be slash message and just have a different method like get put post delete you could have all four if you want and they'll all do something different so I remember that was like a light bulb moment where I was like, 
oh, this makes sense. When I was done crying, I realized, <laughs> oh, this makes sense. Um, I should. Are you ever done crying? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Right, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's kind of like that's when I learned even more like your aha how moment. they work, how APIs work. Yeah, how you can build them, how you can name them more efficiently, uh, and how you should think of them kind of as like a verb on some type of object. So like you're getting a message, you're posting a message, deleting a message, things like that. Updating a message. Updating to, a message. you know, credit up. To credit up. Credit yes. up. So actually, that reminds me of something. Should we touch on a little bit of how to make the request? Like, you're talking about different endpoints that you can hit, right? But if yeah. somebody was making an endpoint, like, what what is this endpoint, right? Like, if they went to storypoints.com slash whatever your endpoint is, right? Slash like, about. Right. Subscribe. <laughs> that reminds me. Subscribe now to storypoints. <laughs> yeah. But, like, if you're making a request, right? Like, you're yeah. going to instagram.com slash whatever your kind of endpoint is that you're hitting yeah right so that's sort of how you're making the request is i don't know if you can dive a little bit deeper into i that. don't know but that just reminded me uh for greg and the users at home anything you do in a browser like chrome is a get anything you type in the in the search box in the url box that's a get. So you go to, you type in google.com slash, I don't know, make something up, like post. Storypoints.com story slash subscribe. Let's <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, that you can our subscribe page. Okay. Right, so like you're hitting the subscribe API endpoint when you go to that slash whatever. Oh, no. I meant more like if you wanted. Well, that's, that's the kind of piece that I want to touch on a little bit is like. How, like, where are you making this request? Like, how, you're saying make a request, yes. right? Like, what is the path to make the request? So, let's say we had storypoints.com slash subscribe. And if you make a post request there, you will return some data to, like, subscribe, get subscription information. To bring clarity of what George is saying, when, you, when you're in a browser, right, and I type storypoints.com slash subscribe, Right to to quickly get to the subscribe page because you really want to subscribe. What your browser is doing is it's making a subscribe uh, a get request to storypoints.com domain, right? Which is pointed to your server, your web application server, and that is hitting a certain endpoint within your black box that routes slash subscribe. It takes that endpoint, and it will actually say tell your application, hey. Joe wants slash, slash subscribe. So let's show him what slash subscribe is. I don't know what this data is, but just send it to him. Right. So it takes it and it sends it. And what it sends you is actually called HTML. Which is the web page. Which is the, the web page hypertext markup language, right? So we, it, it, that's what you, when you inspect, right click to inspect on your browser, that bracket and ugly div and whatnot, that's HTML. And that's what's kind of telling you, like, hey, your browser interprets that HTML as what you should see. So if you want to feel like a cool programmer, you should just go to storypoints.com slash subscribe. <laughs> yeah. And you're practically coding. Like, you know, you're right or, there. Yeah. Or <laughs> if you really want to, you go to right Amazon.com. Shout out Amazon. 
<laughs> and you go to any page there, right? Jeffrey. Yep. You uh, you can click right click on the price of an item. You can inspect it, and you can actually just delete the price <laughs> of ninety nine ninety nine to zero. Yeah, that blew my free. mind. I um, realized that's how like hacker or not hackers, uh, phone scammers do it. Yes, they'll have you share your screen, like uh, they'll have you open up your bank account, then they'll say, oh, I'm working on it to get the hacker out of your computer, and they'll just change the HTML on your bank account to show that like money's missing or that they oh. added money to it. And then they say, oh, no, we transferred too much money. You have to send some back. Send it back, yeah. Yeah, so I, I actually... I didn't even know that. Yeah, like uh, shout-out shout to Kit Boga on Twitch, <laughs> like number one scammer of scam scammers. Nice. And uh, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, wow, it's that easy? Like, uh, I didn't realize that. I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to actually answer a scam call and just talk to them and waste their time and stuff. I do it all the time. Yeah, Roger. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. I do it all the time. He ends up yelling at them. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Man, I got to get in on that. (laughs) If you're ever very angry, just do it. Just pick up a scam call. That is like, yeah, that's someone you don't have to feel bad about getting angry with. Yeah. So what did you learn about your, you know, horror story other than... You know, those different methods. Uh, naming. That was it. They could be named the same. So is it four different functions, or it's one function that does a different thing based on the type of request that comes in? I think that gets nitty-gritty. You okay, could do well, either for my own edification. No, no, no. Like, I'm being I did serious. it separate. Okay. Yeah. It depends. On the, the fr- like I said, I mentioned before, the framework up. you use, yeah. yeah. Because, like, some frameworks, they'll allow you to do, like, you know, your API of the, or the library, right? Like, oh. router.get. Some will just do router.use, and then you actually have to look at the method of right. the request that comes in, and then you separate it that way. So mm-hmm. that's why I say it depends. I'm not trying to be smart-ass. It's, like, <laughs> it really depends on, like... I mean, mine was a your... legitimate question. I didn't know. No, yeah, know. yeah. I'm just saying, like, it depends. It really does depend on the framework you use. Gotcha. Um, so it very... depends. <laughs> <laughs> Are you having trouble keeping... <laughs> this is going to get weird. Someone listen, too much wine. Listen, if we get an alcohol sponsorship and a depend sponsorship, we could podcast for hours. That's true. We'll record it. We'll record it. That should be an episode, right? That's a that's a whole market they're not even thinking about. First one to get up loses. How dedicated are you? <laughs> the gang drinks for twenty four hours. <laughs> How many diapers do you have on? <laughs> George, stop spanking me. <laughs> and with that. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to talk about on APIs? Building one? I was going to talk about, about it? the browser versus Postman, but you guys sure. cut ahead. me off. So Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> you guys thought I was going on to something else, so... Fuck me, then. Depends. Greg, hit us with a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> I was so close to saying it again. <laughs> this is where you segue. Are you having trouble? Are you having trouble at night? 
Do you wish you could just go back to sleep? <laughs> Do you wish you could work those long, steady hours? <laughs> Are you working from home? <laughs> <laughs> Are you working from the office? Do you have a Mountain Dew edition? <laughs> All right, drop drop some knowledge on me, George. Yes, please tell us. Any address you type into Chrome, you are using Chrome to make a get, which is why it's mainly yeah. for reading information. You go to google.com, you go to instagram.com. There are uh, pieces of software that we use. We mentioned Postman. Um, shout out Insomnia, because I prefer that. Um, that you can use to specifically say, do a post or a put um so like in chrome when you're browsing a site your only option is a get but when you click a button on that site you might be running a post or in a your put. browser or a put or anything delete um read or a get <laughs> but crud you anything <laughs> options <laughs> options uh he's learning already yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just I wanted to point out that Chrome is only for gets, okay. unless it's specified in a button or something. But when you search in Chrome, and you push the enter button. Yeah. That's a get. Well, I guess it depends. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ben. Uh, no, it really does depend, right? If you're going through the text box at google.com or if you're just doing in your browser, your typing in your yeah. in that you know URL bar, right. search bar, whatever you want to call it, yeah, it yeah. really does depend. Because if you type in that URL bar, it will search and that's a get request. But if you're typing in the text box and hitting search in google.com, Greg, do you understand the difference? Why that is actually also a get request. <laughs> yeah, but are you? But are you posting? So you're actually, your no. Data? When you go actually, to Google no, that's and lie. you type something in the search box <laughs> and you hit enter, when you see your search results, click on the address and it'll say Google.com/slash whatever, and at some point One it'll say like, HB query equal yeah. blank. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then that would actually be a get request as well. So uh... that's just a get. Yeah. yeah. Even though you're taking an action within Google.com, like yeah. by clicking search, that's actually a get request. And that, tip, so that was my question was like, yeah. you're actually pushing that search button. Right. So that's still triggering a get. So that's actually post. another, an example of a post would be <laughs> if you go to a website like, let's say, Balanced or Capsule and you hit sign up. SeatGeek.com. I'm yeah. sorry, Joe. Shut I'm up. sorry. Shit. Or StoryPoints.com. <laughs> SeatGeek.com. If you want to um, go to storypoints.com slash subscribe and you want to hit that subscribe button. <laughs> when, you, when you type in He's all drunk. of your information and you hit create account, you're sending a post request with all that information. Like first it'll name, say first name, name Greg, yeah, yeah, last yeah, yeah. name. If you're entering like personal information. Yeah. Post. So yeah. it will do a post request, send that information, and then maybe do a get request to say, okay, now give me the next screen. Give me like the success sign-up screen or the failed sign-up screen. Um, or to make it more relevant, right? If you're playing PvP in WoW nice. and you're hitting, you're attacking your opponent with a specific spell, 
what WoW is actually doing is making a post request over to their servers and mm -hmm. saying, hey, Greg just hit them with X spell. This is what his stats Chattable. are. Then they and have a get request. They will actually do a post request and they actually oh. return a value to, to the end user, most likely. I'm just guessing. Might honestly. be WebSockets. It doesn't matter. That's, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> that's it's, next that's, episode. It actually is WebSockets, but that's another episode. Ugh. But that's the point, right? They're, they're, when you're doing that, or sorry, I'll change analogies real quick. You're playing Call of Duty. You kill someone. When you kill that person, that sends a post request to Call of Duty servers mm. that's saying, hey, Greg got a kill. Nice. Good that's for you, Greg. So I also, send, this guy's dead. I send yes. tons of post requests. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get that AC one thirty. <laughs> right, I have I have an off off topic question. I should have brought this up earlier before you. Uh, like, are we are we are we close to wrapping up here? Yeah, I think it's so. never too okay. late. How much did uh, addicting games, the hacker game, influence you guys into going into this field? Because I could never get past the first level, so I think that's why. <laughs> Wait, what's addicting games? You never went I to thought it was one games. thing. I com? what the hacker game is. <sighs> All right, never mind. That's probably why we went into this. <laughs> yeah. We didn't get discouraged. Our ignorance has... Uh... Addictinggames.com, if it still exists, was like... Uh, got me through high school. Yeah, we used to play that in like yeah. English. Was that yeah. just like Flash games? All it was flash. a bunch yeah. of Flash oh, games. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just... I don't know why it came to my head, but uh, I had to ask. RIP. A lot of API I thought it was like a specific game. Yeah. That's a lot of API requests on that website. Like stickdeaths.com. So <laughs> yeah. Monster uh, Truck, whatever it was. I don't know if you guys played that. Now. Oh, yeah. I remember mm -hmm. that. No, but yeah, I think you guys did a, at least from my end, um, it seems like you got, I, I mean, of course, there were certain parts where I kind of lost you that were maybe a little more, I don't want to say technical, but someone You could say more. it was Roger's parts. <laughs> hey, you could say it. Could no, say but it. I think you guys I did a good job of cleaning you up. I did a good job cleaning you up, of course. Wink, wink. <laughs> I think anyone who listens to this will know that they deal with APIs on a day to day basis pretty much as soon as they open their phone. That's right? your homework now is to think about all of your APIs. That you're yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, Next time my wife asks me to like get something from the store, I'm going to be like, Are you submitting an API request? <laughs> Is this a get request? Yeah, I'm gonna wait. I don't know what I you're get... talking about, Greg. Are you logged get... in? Yeah, was, and then when she looks at me confused, <laughs> I'll know. <laughs> when she looks at me confused, I'll know she didn't listen to the episode. So yeah. <laughs> then you hit them with the storypoints.com slash subscribe. subscribe yeah. <laughs> there it is. So with that, any uh, pieces of advice for anyone who actually wants to try learning more about APIs and building their own? If your brother-in-law had an interview, what would you tell them? Yeah. George? Go build an API in whatever language you're comfortable with. LeetCode. <laughs> also, go to LeetCode.com and make sure you like know your shit. Don't forget Code Academy. Okay, I just use LeetCode because that's all you need for the interview, but... Uh, I hear Code Academy is pretty good too. We're an affiliate. Are we? I, I was gonna like just share the codeacademy.com email that I got that was like use fifty percent off code. Oh my gosh. 
I thought you were just going to keep saying we're sponsored by them until they eventually sponsor us. So if I go to codeacademy.com slash story points, will I get a 404 error or a... (laughs) That's a good question, Greg. That's your homework. (laughs) Let us know. Report back for next time. Okay. So for me, actually, I think one cool thing is that a lot of companies that you probably interact with on day-to-day have public APIs that you Mm -hmm. can interact with. So if you're interested in, you know, playing around with just a regular API, you want to see kind of what what data you can get back. I don't know if Capsule does this, but I know Mm -hmm. SeatGeek does where we can, we have public APIs where you can make requests and get information back. So as a way of, Mm. of just interacting with APIs and you don't, you know, you don't want to have to build something, but just you want to use Postman and make a request, find some company that you like to deal with and see if they have an API and, and you know, play around with it. Uh, for me, it's a little more technical of uh, look into the status codes of things, right? Like you can right click inspect and you can see a bunch of images that actually don't load because your ad blocker's there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's just one way of doing of it. Yeah. So does this That's mean important. that your brother-in-law listened to the whole episode just to hear that? Yeah. Hit us with that outro. Hit us with the outro, Somebody. Joe. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Story Points Podcast. I don't know. Brought to you by SeatGeek. And if you're having trouble sleeping at night, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by SeatGeek. Depends. Uh, Be sure to like, subscribe. Capsule you know, balance. <laughs>